Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me again this week. Uh, last week, I got a lot of great comments on my Surefire Live that I did, kind of by myself. And those are always, if they if they go well, they're good to use for the podcast. So I'm going to do that this week. Hope you enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Surefire Live. I uh, hope you're doing well. I just got back into uh, the country and trying to figure out uh, my footing. And so tonight, I just had to come up with a an idea for the show at the last minute. So hopefully uh, you can help me work through it and uh, and talk about uh, ideas for it. So I know it's last minute. Some of you may have not got the notice till just a second ago because that's when I put it out. So anyway, we'll do it. Um, again, thank you guys for joining me tonight. We'll let the audience build. Hey, we got some people coming in, so that's nice. Um, please comment back and forth. I do have some guests coming up and some announcements coming up in the next couple of weeks, but tonight it's just going to be me talking, talking business and talking life. And, uh, that's what tonight will be. So, uh, I think many of you follow me on, on Facebook or you may see some of my posts and, um, you know, I've been on a wild adventure and some of this was things that I really wanted to do for a very long time. I um, kind of bucket list items that I think we all should have those. I, you know, for so long in business, I didn't have the money. The bucket list was to make, you know, my child support payment or the bucket list was to not get the electricity cut off or drive a car that wasn't about to be broken down. Uh, that was the bucket list. Uh, I remember, I mean, it was just, I was constantly I, even, you know, Divorce is tough. A lot of people have gone through that, and that was a really tough time for me. And uh, it took a very long time to get through that. And uh, I, you know, suffered business wise and personally. And it took very a long time to get through that. And you get through that, and then other life things happen. And you know, I always the the cartoon Up always comes to mind. I don't know if you've seen it. it was one of the saddest cartoons I've ever watched. But in that cartoon. Um, they kept putting life off. Um, the the man and the woman kept saving up to go to Angel Falls one time, and it was it was their goal, uh, you know, as a couple to go there. And they kept putting it off and putting it off, and they do it later, and something else came up, and um, and eventually she she died, and uh, they couldn't. I don't think I'm running it for anybody. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's been out for ten years, but um, you know. If they kept putting it off, uh, she never got to go. And um, not that this is going to be that deep, but, you know, finally at the stage of business and life, you know, I turned 56 the other day. Thank you for all the well wishes. It was fantastic. That's the best thing about Facebook is such a positive day. And um, it was a great day for me. And I just love all the wishes and people saying stuff. And hey, Ferd, how are you doing? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, thanks for joining tonight. Um, and so turn 56, you know, and uh, 
56 is, you know, it's, it's so funny cause I, yeah, I feel great. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for, you know, things, uh, hopefully if you've done it right, you know, the business is starting to, you know, run and you've, uh, done it right in my opinion. I mean, everybody has a different way to do it. And I'm not here to say that my right is the right. My way is the right way. You know, a lot of, you know, my story where, you know, my, my parents built a business that was very rickety, let's just say. They built a business that was very built on them, being the expert, being the goat guru, being the one that had to do everything. My mom had an accounting business. And at the time, she had a couple of you know girls that worked for her in the office answering phones and helping her with a lot of the tasks. But she still had to have her hands on every single job. My dad was an insurance agent. And he pretty much worked that way. My family's been in building and contracting for many years. And they always are really good craftsmen. But they never built a business that would work without them. And that was always my goal. And a lot of you know my story. And that, and I just have to say it because finally, you know, it took many, many years, way longer than it should have. But it's it's working. You know, it's working. It's paying off. And I'm getting ready to, I'm, I'm enjoying some of those fruits. And I hope if you watch me on Facebook, it's not like an in your face or anything like that. Hopefully it's, it's exciting and it's, uh, you know, take you along with me and, and hopefully it's, uh, you know, inspiring if, if nothing else, um, you know, if, if we can enjoy it at some point, why are we doing it? Like so, at some point, somebody's got to enjoy this thing. Right. And I think a lot of us enjoy it along the way, but sometimes there's some really cool stuff. And Hey, Cody, Jimmy time, baby. Let's get it. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you, Cody. And it's nice to see what you do on, on, on chimney world, uh, you know, telling everybody happy birthday is like, you're the ambassador. So thank you for that, Cody, very much. So, uh, uh, you deserve the fruits of your hard work, Mark. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. I, I hope, I hope that's how it comes across is, um, Hey man, somebody shows some cool stuff happening and, and uh, this business is tough. This business will beat you up. And uh, man, there better be a payoff, payoff for us, right? Uh, Diane, hey, Diane, hardcore adulting, <laughs> reaping the awards and living the good life. And, you know, you guys are too, you know, I, I love seeing you and John traveling all over the world. Uh, you know, you guys have friendships and, and, and networks that you've developed all over the world and you get to go see those. You guys get to travel, you camp, you do your thing and it's exciting. You live the chimney. You guys are the king and the queen of chimneys and you guys are living that out. You sold your business. You're, you're living off the fruits of your labor and, and your volunteer. And, and I think it's neat to see you and John do that, Diane. So thank you for sharing your world with us, too. And uh, here's John. John says, I finally know what you mean by enjoying it. Yeah, you are, man. And uh, and it, it's awesome. So Diane says every day is Saturday and do one thing a day. I love that. Every day is Saturday, man. That's that's cool. That's being retired. That's doing what you want to do. And you guys are still as busy as ever. You probably can't figure out how you got everything done working so hard and still having to live and raise kids and volunteer for fire departments and volunteer for the organizations and everything you guys have done. So I think everybody that knows you is very thankful for that. And, and I want to thank you personally too, because John and Diane, I, I wouldn't have been on the boards and done all I did if John Pilger hadn't tapped me on the shoulder said, Hey man, come help us out. Uh, we think you could, you could help. And, and that was a big part of my life. So thank you, John and Diane. Um, well, I'm going to, kind of talk along those lines tonight about some of those things. I, um, 
I did, I'm going to show the video of me jumping off this building in, and a lot of you have seen it, but I want to talk about it for a second because, um, a lot of people say I would never do that. And I think part of it is a mindset of, of what, what are you willing to do? Let me see if I can share this screen. Uh, that's the sound of it. Hold on. Come on, pop up here for me. Oh, here it is. Okay. Share screen. Where's my thing? Let me get here. Share screen. Oh, stop. I got to stop the one thing to show something else. Uh, share screen window. All right. So I'm going to flip this video around. You guys have seen this quick story. Uh, Chuck Hall, we were going to go over to uh, Dubai. We're going over on a scuba diving trip and I was super excited about doing it. And then uh, he said, let's let's jump off this building. And I'm like, I'll pretty much do it. This thing was crazy. It's the longest, I think, the highest urban um, zip line in the world. And and we did it. So I'm going sh- to show you this crazy thing. All right. So here's the screen I want to share. I think you guys can see this. Let me see if you can see it. Can you see it? Yes, you can see it. Okay. All right. We're going to play it. How do I play it? Sorry, guys. All right, here it goes. you can tell man was as they tripped that wire and you went basically off the edge you're on like this bed they put you on this thing and get you all hooked up it's like a lift and then they drop it away and then you're hanging there on the edge of that building and then he pulls that thing and you go right out over the building and that was the part where i went ah! and then uh man you're you're on for the ride and uh, you know it, you know there's some really cool things about dubai um so here's a question. It says, did you basically jump off a building when you brought a sweep kit for the first? Oh, didn't you basically jump? Yeah. For the first time and ventured out that worked. 
that works. So why not? Right. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. That's kind of an analogy of, isn't that what we did in business? We, we bought the stuff when we jumped and, um, luckily I had kind of a good idea that I was going to be okay, but in business, you really don't, you're kind of scared. That's a great analogy. I love, I love who said that, uh, Pilger said really cool. And then Danny Kaler says that video you did with the drone for your business is not notch. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll talk about that on another thing. Um, that, that was a idea we had for a couple of years i if you want to see where i got that idea go to drone uh, go to milwaukee bowling alley drone video and that video a couple of years came out it was a one-shot take on that bowling alley and just watching it you got a really good feeling of what it was like to be in the bowling alley this bowling alley that nobody went to is like a neighborhood bowling alley what they did with that drone was amazing i immediately contacted a, a, a drone club said who could fly a video like this because i said Maybe I could show all the, in this bowling alley, they showed all the things, what it was like to be in the bowling alley, what it was like to bowl, what it was like to drink, what it was like to eat, all the things. I'm like, we could do that with chimneys, show all the things I do. And so we took a long time to finally get it to come to fruition and it didn't really turn out well. So thank you for saying that. But back to, you know, risking it. I, um, I think you have to, in business, it feels like this too. You know, every time I've, we had a, a level 10 meeting today, we were doing the EOS traction thing in my companies. And I was in the meeting today. Normally I'm not in the meeting, but I, you know, there's, there's times in business where we, we really do well. And there's times in business to kind of flatten. Sometimes we go backwards for a minute. And almost every time I've bought a new company or I started something new, it went flat right after I risked everything. Like, it's like, uh-oh, like uh-oh. We, we spent all of our money on this thing. We moved buildings one time. I remember 2012, well, in 2007, 2006, 2006, we moved into a 5,000 square foot building. And in 2007, everything crashed and I had moved my whole company in there and spent all my money. And then I had no reserves and boom, the, everything crashed. And I was in the building basically working by myself. In 2012, we moved into a big building. It was considered big for me. It was like a 20,000 square foot building. It's where we are now. And we had a drought that year and I spent all my money to get moved in and boom, here comes the slow times and I'm struggling. Uh, we launched Pop and Peep, the chocolate company. We took years to finally buy everything and get it launched. We spent a ton of money to get this little chocolate company launched. And in 2020, in February and in, in March 2020, COVID hits and just changed everything. This year, last in the last year, we spent a lot of money buying a powder coat operation and, and putting new equipment and making new deals. Well, we're in a recession. And so, you know, some of my contracts have changed. Now, it's still a really solid business, but every single time, and I'm just saying this because you can't be afraid of the risk and you can't time the market. If you think you're going to wait on a right time to do something, that's impossible because I've, when you're super busy and times are really good, you sometimes don't have time to do it. And then when times are bad, you get worried to do it. So, my best advice is just do it and deal with whatever comes your way. I mean, you're, you'll make it, you'll get through it. And I wanted to talk about, um, I wanted to talk about a video I watched that was like that. Let me see if I can 
play this here. Yes. I want to talk about this thing called the falling, falling tide. Uh, some Facebook users said, hi, Mark. Hello. Tell me who you are. Sometimes I can see who they are. If you give permissions, I can see. If you just sign in, I can't see who it is. But And then I also can't see all the feeds on all the places. So hopefully I'm getting the majority of the people. And we have a nice crowd tonight. So thank you again for joining us. I'm going to show this video and make comments on on what this guy talks about because i think it's there's some really good nuggets in here so let me stop sharing that start sharing this other screen share screen and falling tide share okay hopefully you can see this all right this one's smaller but i'm going to play this he comes up and says, kid, I've been, I've been watching you. He said, you're not catching anything, right? I said, no. He says, because you're doing it wrong. You can't catch any fish unless it's a falling tide. And that's when the tide is going out very quickly, rushing out between the rocks. And I'm like, well, all the fish are gone, right? He says, no, no, no. You'll see it's stirring up the plankton. The fish go crazy. It's happening in 45 minutes. He has his fishing pole. We throw our, we throw our lines in and we're pulling them out by, you know, by the tens. It's unbelievable. And, and afterward, he's feeling sort of philosophical. He lights up a cigarette on the rocks. I'm 11 or something. Something. And he says, hey, kid, you know, during a falling tide, you can only make one mistake. I said, what's that? He said, not having your line in the water. And I have learned this, that the time between the tides of your life, the falling tide of your life looks like you're losing everything. Get your line in the water because that's the most fertile period of your life. So what does it mean to have your line in the water? You must try new things. You must be fully alive. You must try everything you possibly can. You must I need you to define fully alive. To be to wake up each day and to live that day full of possibility. Not to nurse your wounds, not to waste your time, not to try to do things that you used to do. To be fully alive is to be alive to the new set of experiences that's that's coming across the transom. This old guy lives in a shack. See. So I I love that. I'm gonna flip this over. Um who out there's fully alive? I can tell you when I was on the edge of that building, I felt fully freaking alive. I was aware of everything and not thinking of anything, but am I going to make it? Um, earlier uh, in the week, I got to swim with a whale shark. And now I've, I've, I've got to swim with a whale shark several years ago in the Georgia Aquarium, but it's kind of like, you know, you know, they're in there, right? You're very aware. And they're, they were adults, so they're like 30 to 40. 35 to 45, 40 feet long. They're big, but you jump in there and it's a special dive. And me and Jim Brewer and Cliff Slagle jumped in and Jim arranged it. And we did as amazing, but I can tell you this seeing a whale shark in the ocean when you're just there diving. Now we knew they were in the area. We were specifically looking for them, but to see one come up out of the dark and it's a big black, it's a big black shadow in the, in the water coming and I mean, it was one of the most, I felt super alive seeing that thing come. And I gave it everything I could to keep up with this shark to film it. And it's on my Facebook because I got right behind it. And I wasn't totally watching my camera because I was swimming as hard as I could. And that shark was just barely moving. He would just, it was nothing for him to just outswim me with barely any movement. It was, that was a juvenile. It was a, uh, it was a teenager, basically. And it was about 25 feet long. So it was a, still a huge animal. And I have this little scooter that my employees got me underwater. I use it all the time, but you can't use it around big wildlife because it could scare them. So I had to swim with the scooter and, and go see it. And it was just an amazing experience to be down there with some of this big animal life. And you, and 
I say that because that's some of the things that make me, I love business. I still love business and I love helping others as a, as a fulfilling thing. That's what I like to do. But then when I put the business down, I'm really enjoying scuba diving with my family and friends and riding motorcycles. Those are some of the things, I don't know if I'm sounding like an old dude or whatever, but you know, I've got to get that stuff in too. I've done the work thing. I've done the volunteer thing. I got to get the, got to get the living part in while I'm still healthy and can do it. And I've lost about 35 pounds in the last uh, about six months. So I'm down quite a bit, which makes me feel a lot better. I, I mentioned I had some pretty bad health issues going from like 50 to 54, 55. And I finally got all that stuff out of the way. And um, I'm ready for, uh, you know, I don't know if you say it's the last third of your life, but you start realizing how uh, mortality, you know, mortality starts to kick in and you realize that, uh I remember several years ago when I was out on a trip with my dad in in, um, in uh, South Dakota. He was starting to suffer from Alzheimer's, and and this one might this one might get to me a little bit because I saw this picture the other day of him, and we we're on Lake Powell. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's beautiful out there. And I took him out there, and we we're on the lake, and it was just beautiful, and there's starting to be a sunset. And and uh, I remember him saying. Um, he was looking at, he goes, the sun's setting on this dude. I, I know what it was. I took a picture of him and he was looking at the picture. He was looking at the picture of himself and he pointed to himself. He said, the sun is setting on this dude. And I'm like, oh my God. And, but he knew it. He knew it was coming. He knew that's that, you know, nobody gets out alive and not, to, you have to celebrate it, right? You have to understand that that's the reality and man, do everything you can not wishing you had done something different. And so that's kind of what I'm on. My my friend said, man, I'm watching your videos and my wife is pissed at me because we're not doing all these things. She's like, why aren't we doing that? Because he's he's my age. And he's like, I think Stoner's living like he's going to be dead in the next couple of years. I don't want to say that out loud, but hey, um, you know, we're, you know, you just got to go. You just got to go and do and do as much as you can. And again, I think it it also is, it matters how much you help other people along the way. Right. If you're just if you're just doing it for yourself, it can kind of be selfish. But if you can bring others, you can bless others. You can help them along the way. That's that's what this is. I want to show another video that was uh, Steve Harvey. Uh, let me see if it's on my inbox. Seriously, unforgettable. Yeah. Uncomfortable. So this was Steve Harvey. Let me see if it's going to play right. Uh, okay, there. I'm going to pause it. Okay, so let me show you this. This is Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey. You guys know I've played a lot of his videos. It's like Jump. If you ever want to see a great video, Jump. It's an older one from Steve Harvey. I love that one about Jump getting out there. So let me pull this other video up, which is Share Screen. This one. Yes. All right. Share. All right. Here it is. That's why you will fail. You will fail in your comfort zone. Success is not a comfortable procedure. It is a very uncomfortable thing to attempt. So you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you ever want to be successful. Start putting some pressure on. Put some pressure on yourself. If you stay in your comfort zone, that's where you will fail. You will fail. In talk to me, guys. What? Uh, talk to me, Goose. Um, 
tell me about your comfort zone. Tell me about what you what you've either done or not done. Tell me what you what you've done and glad you did. Tell me what you didn't do and wish you'd done it. Um, talk to me. Talk to me tonight about what that looks like. Um, I will. Um, here's one. One person says that. Uh, like, what's the worst that can happen? Can always build back faster. Exactly. Exactly. Like you. As if you are in the United States of America, and I want to talk about that a little bit too, going over to the Middle East and seeing some of that, but you're here, you're healthy, you've got all the tools. What's the worst that can happen? It can be ugly. It can be hard on the ego. You can lose some stuff, but you can build back faster. You can build it again. You can, And that's why I think, you know, me losing my business back in 08 at the time was the worst thing ever. But I still had my line in the water as that first video went. And man, when the tie came back in, or when in this case, the tie goes out. But when business came back, I was still ready to go. I still had the the willingness to do it. My trucks were sitting out in the parking lot with nobody in them, but I knew I could bring try to bring people back. And uh the work, but but that knowledge that I could get through it was critical in in the ability to risk it, to be able to go and say, yeah, let's go out on the edge and see what the edge looks like. Now, sometimes the damn edge pulls back from you and you, and you fall and you get skinned up. And I know there's people right now getting skinned up. I work with some of them where they're like, man, this isn't any good. I don't like this. But that's what it looks like, man. That's the price of admission. That is the temperament. That's the temper that it takes. Um, that you have to be willing to do it. I, I see, you know, again, I'm, I'm getting into my mid fifties and I see people who risked it and I see people who didn't. And there's a big difference in their life. I see the people who went for something and, and, and people who didn't. And that is the difference at the end of the day. And again, I'm not saying you have to do it on your own. And a lot of times you shouldn't do it on your own. I'm not, I'm not at all saying everybody should run their own company because they shouldn't, but get into something that you believe in and give it everything you can. Uh, you need a team around you a lot of times to do something great. Not always. And I don't mean that it has to be that way, but for me, now my vision is always help the team of the teams I'm on because in a selfish way, that helps me too. I feel good about the work we're doing and, and trying to achieve something for a lot of people. There's a couple of cool uh, sayings here. Hey, Wade, how are you, buddy? I appreciate you too. Uh, Wade came through Blue Collar University. He's a uh, he's handyman. I'm not sure if he's still doing it. He's also a pilot. He's living some cool stuff out there too. And uh, he's out there on the edge trying to figure th- some things out. John White, the scariest thing I ever did was spending $40,000 on chimney cameras. <laughs> Thank God I listened to you, Mark. I paid them all off in six months. I've done nothing but make money ever since. Yeah, man, that's, that is a, that's a weird feeling. I remember I was with a guy one time. I won't mention his name, but he has a, had a big operation at one point, really big. I remember he spent like $80,000 on Wohler cameras all at one time. I mean, a lot of them more than, I mean, it was like, it was so much. I remember he bought remote controls for this one project he had, and it was like almost $80,000 in remote controls he got to put in. Like he did big jobs. He still does real big jobs, but you're right about being scared, John. I mean, that's what it looks like, right? It looks, it, I mean, 
that's what it looks like to risk it. And, 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 and here you are on the other side of it, but while you're going through it and it's not like it's a fairy tale, like you knew it was going to work out. You had to just believe it would. And sometimes it won't, but it's okay. You, you, you'll fix something. You'll make it go through. We, we're so scared of things. And that's the biggest, the biggest mistake we have in our lives is being scared. It's, it's it's in your head, you know. A lot, a lot of times when I'm scuba diving, people are like, oh, I don't, I'll never do that because of sharks, and because of this. I'm like, but that's where living really is is on the edge of that. And like, yeah, it's living till you die. And look at the guys in the Titan or whatever. You know, it, it can happen for sure, but it's going to happen no matter what. It can happen with you sitting in your lounge chair. It can happen with you sitting in your car driving to work. It's going to happen. So. What does that really look like to just live the best you can, you know, the fullest life possible? Sometimes it is a lot of money, but a lot of times it's not. It's taking the risk on, on, on things because that's where, to me, that's where the best stories are, right? Nobody, nobody has a great life because, man, I didn't risk crap and uh, nothing ever happened. They, you know, the guys who risk the most have the most amazing stories, guys and girls. You know, that's, you read many biographies and it's amazing what happens? Cause it's not all good, but you, it's almost every time you learn something good from it, even when it's bad, you can probably look back on your life and the hardest times and the worst things that happen, you actually will say now that you did something good from it. That's a, that's the lesson right there is, you know, what doesn't kill you does make you stronger. It can make you better. Um, uh, Diane says, live like you're dying. Very, very true words. Just do it. You cannot predict tomorrow based on today. And yeah, a thousand percent. Uh, I love the jump video, Steve. It's so true. It's going to hurt. But what are your choices right now? I'm down and having a hard time staying fired up, but a, but a pause sometimes helps Kathleen. You know what, Kathleen? We all have that at times. This is not a great time for our my business either. I'm just going to be super honest with you. It's it's a down time for us. We're digging, we're clawing, we're trying to figure out. We're we're criticizing. We are, you know, it's been really good for a long time, and here, you know, stuff rolled back, and you know, we stayed kind of on the edge. We're not safe players. So if you've been on the edge, like I think you have, some things get rough. But I, I promise you. One, reaching out and talking to people is very helpful. Reaching out for counsel, reaching out for um, leadership, mentorship from people who who have your best interests, not people who necessarily want to see you lose. There's some of those people out there that love when the people on the edge start to lose. But there's other people that want to help you no matter what, and they cheer you on. And you can see it on Facebook. They cheer you on no matter what. They're in your corner. The ones that stay quiet. Don't talk to them. The ones that are in your corner, those are the ones that help you pull through. And, you know, for me, I try to do good because there might be a time I need, you know, I need help. I, I might need to come to you guys and hey, this stuff, stuff's not working for me. Hopefully, you know, you've poured into people enough that, you know, you've, you've made enough deposits in their bank account that you can make a withdrawal every once in a while, you know, and, and we are human. So we do make withdrawals. We are going to mess up. We are going to make bad decisions. You got to, you got to, Understand that when you're making deposits, sometimes you got to make withdrawals. You just can't overdraw your account. You know, some people overdraw your account with you and they make too many withdrawals and you're like, got to close the account. But in general, we all have to make deposits and, 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 and withdrawals because that we're human, right? There's only been one perfect person. So, um, 
there's a way it says I paid every debt I own in the last three years. I'm sitting pretty ready for phase two, sitting in ready. So I wonder, you know, what you're going to do. I mean, we could talk off off camera, but or, um, but what's that mean? What's that mean? Phase two, because you know you're you're a young guy too, got a young family, and what's that look like? Um, the worst mistake I saw a store make was firing all their service staff when times got tough. They just, they, they threw just a sales, they thought, I'm having a hard time, just a sales team in a showroom was enough to, oh, thought, okay, gotcha. Um, they did not see the value in their own service team. They did not last long after that. Man, I have seen that too. That's a, that is a mistake. You know, we, we just had a budget meeting, you know, this week. We're like going through line by line. What, what can we, what do we need to do? What does it look like to batten down the hatches for a minute? Because July for us is always our hardest month. And for us, July is the month that we just don't want to lose money. You know, if we can break even, that's a win for us in July because we got a heavy staff. We got, we got a lot of people. We got a lot of trucks and a lot of things. And just simply, I'm in the South and there's not a ton of chimney work coming in the South in July, which is how it is. Uh, we don't have that. And, and it, everybody has their different strengths and weaknesses wherever they are in the country. So that's just our, and we, we plan for it and we, we book for it appointments and we do all the things, but we're still a hungry monster that needs a lot of, a lot of incoming jobs. You know, we're a 300 plus job a week company. We need that to, to be, you know, who we are. And so that just can get tough, but we buckle down. The last thing I'll ever do is affect the people. We will affect everything before we lose the people because they're highly trained. They're excellent. They're in it with me. If I, if they know it's tough and I'm going with them now, I can't let it run the company completely down. But, and I've done that before too, just, you know, hope and prayer that it's going to turn around. In 2008, it took 18 months to turn around. It feels like it's turned around a little bit right now for whatever reason. Maybe it's just me and, and my area, but you losing your team. I always say that your team is like building a, a, a salmon net, like a big fishing net, right? And you got this team. And so when the salmon run comes, you got a big net out there. You can catch a lot of fish. It's, you know, it really goes well. But if you start, when times are rough, you start kind of cutting that net down and making it small. When the salmon run comes, you can't, you almost can't make it up. So the last thing you should ever cut is marketing and your people. That's the last, the very last thing that everybody has probably a couple people that aren't really pulling their weight and you do have to move through them. But a lot of times you have good people that just, they, they got to go through a rough time with you. And I'll tell you this, maybe counterintuitive, but I think a tough time is good for the company. I think it's good for your people. If all they've seen is good times, they don't appreciate them. They're like, they just, yeah, I got four jobs a day and you know, I'm always going to have four jobs, four jobs a day, four jobs tomorrow, whatever your, you know, your run rate is. But people get spoiled with that, with that constant work. And I would always say, guys, man, make it happen. You know, bank that money, do the things. Cause you don't ever know when that phone stops ringing. Sometimes there's nothing I can do to make it ring. When they stop buying, there's nothing you can do to make them buy. They don't want to buy. You guys haven't seen it, but I'm in this business 38 years. I've seen it a handful of times. It absolutely happens and it'll happen again. But sometimes that tough time is good for you. It's good for everybody. You tighten the belt and everybody that gets through the tough time 
understands that I wasn't full of crap and you better appreciate the good times because they are fleeting. They can run and, and you better, you got to take the good times to be ready for the bad times. But a lot of younger people just think it's always going to be good times because a lot of times that's all they knew. A lot of these business owners have only really known good times. They're, they're, you know, they're less than 10 years old or less. And really it's been good since about 2009, 2010. So the last 13 years has been solid. Last couple of years, COVID threw us all for a craziness, but then we got super busy because there's all that COVID money. But now that's drawing back. A lot of people, for most people I talk to, industry's down 25 to 40% roughly. If you're not down, great, man, keep doing what you're doing. But I can tell you that's kind of the average of what I'm I'm hearing out there. A couple more comments. Uh, so this, no, that was the comment. So yeah, thank you for that on on cutting people. I'll tell you, on the other side of that, one of the worst things I did was when I was, I wasn't watching my numbers closely enough in 2008. And I just always believed it was going to come back because it always did. And I let everything go to hell. I, um, I didn't pay myself for six months. I didn't pay my vendors. I didn't pay anybody, but I kept paying my people. I always paid the people until one week I knew I couldn't make a payment. To, I could not, I wasn't going to make it another week. And I had to instantly let everybody go. So I have ruined it. I've messed this up. I didn't take all the necessary steps early enough and I'm out of money. I've been out of money. I'm gone in debt for a long time to try to save this. And I just simply can't save it anymore. And then that was a mistake going too long the other way. You can't ruin the business uh, in, in, in effort to help the people. If you don't, if you don't save the business, there's nothing for them to come back to. So you have to save the business and tighten up the ships around it so that when you emerge from it, there's an island for them to come back to, right? You can't bury it and there's nothing. And so that was a mistake I made. I, I buried it and, uh, took quite a while to fix it, but, since then, it's been an amazing run. So, um, you know, and I, that's why I wrote that book about it. I'm like, there's some lessons that I learned in there that hopefully can help other people through tough times and, and through that. So, um, all right, what else do we got? Uh, let's see here. That's all the comments. Um, so we've been going about 37 minutes. I do want to say, you know, some of the next steps, um, is uh well a couple things i i still have people that come i don't have too much time but i do have a couple slots for blue collar university if you want to come work with me work with the team sometimes it's tough in tough times and i get it i make arrangements for people uh, if you want to come visit that's great too uh sometimes that's tough uh phone calls i mean if, if you're surefire subscriber we're here to help you too to give you ideas we have a, a group called accelerator we're starting our second accelerator group which which is a group of like-minded business people or about half full. It was going to be hearth and business uh, or hearth and chimneys. We don't have as many hearth stores signing up. If you're a hearth store and want to sign up, talk to us, but it's probably going to be another chimney group of, of people who we meet weekly. We have quarterly speakers. We have a retreat and we all get together. We have Facebook. We talk a lot kind of outside of what you would normally see on a lot of the Facebook posts, kind of more personal, more getting into the gritty. Um, but it's closed. So we, um, but we have that for people uh, and, um, it's helpful, you know, it's helpful to, struggle with other people that are are seeing stuff got a couple more comments here um let's see let me see if this is what I want. so when i lost my business after covid it was tough sorry to hear that 
uh, a lot of feeling of failure and humiliation, but it taught me to be a person that lives one day at a time. It wasn't my plan, but the plan turned out better. Now I'm much better positioned rebuilding and still doing what I love. You always have to be versatile, especially if the industry is in your blood. Change is hard and difficult, but it can just be what you need. Yeah. Almost every great story has this twist in it where it went really bad. Every comeback, you has to have, you know, a setback. And, and, and a lot of times, if you stay with it and learn from it, fix stuff, that setback sets you up to come back. And then you have wisdom. You have wisdom. And the main thing you got to do with that wisdom is help other people with it. You have to share it. You have to get out there. You have to pull, help pull somebody through when they're struggling. And Kathleen, you mentioned that there's a bunch of people that will help you pull you through. But when you learn these lessons, you got to help pull somebody else through that. That's just, I think, I don't think it's unique to chimneys, but I think we're really good at it. And we, we believe in that. And so, um, that's that. Thank you for sharing that. That's tough. I'm sorry to hear that you lost the business. I'm glad to hear that you're on the other side and, and starting to dig out. And it, it's interesting to look backwards through your life and, and you can tie all the, all the things together. But man, when you're going through it, you can't see the other side. It's everybody can look back and go, yeah, of course you fired everybody and you did this and, and it all worked. But man, when you're going through it, you're not sure if anything's going to work. You're not sure if you just want to quit and start over. And so thank you for sharing that. Um, Nicholas said, we had a very slow spring into summer and I'm so grateful for it. Turns out not being super busy exposed areas where we needed to improve and, and put better systems in place. We are back on track and more ready than ever for fall. Man, I love that. Nicholas, you're one of those guys that, that does implement. I see you at a lot of training and I know you and your family and I love, love to hear that. That's, you don't get to, you know, you don't get to these other levels if that's what you want without absolutely going through the fire. It's got to be painful. It, it just has to be, or there'll be a lot more bigger businesses. And the guys who go through it and get to the other side of it have another, have a different respect for those who made it through. And so Nicholas, you're one of those guys that is, you have to make these mistakes. You have to get burned down. You have to look back and go, God, that was ugly. Why did I do that? And I, you know, I consult a lot with my daughter and she just, she makes mistakes as fast as possible to get through them. And it, it's ugly for her, but she's learned that rebound, that grit, that that's what you've got, Nick, uh, is grit. And a lot of chimney guys do, um, or the ones who make it through do some guys, you know, we've had good times. So you haven't had to have a lot of grit. You have different problems, having too much work. But now not enough work is a different level of grit. So I'm glad to hear you worked on systems, training, education, uh, and trimming the fat, watching the numbers closer, not being so loosey goosey with your money and buying everything because you could like tightening that belt helps everybody. And it helps. It helps your people, too. Um, Wade said, love Blue Collar University. Highly recommend sign up. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And I uh, loved you coming through the program. Uh, John White says, we're down 150000 gross. I cut back on a lot of bullcrap expenses at the beginning of the year when I saw we were slow. Our revenue is up 50000 from last year at this time. Nice. I mean, that's business, right? That's, that's big boy business. That's, that is watching your stuff and making good decisions, good sound financial decisions. You know what you didn't say is that you cut people. You cut expenses. You cut things that can be brought back. People are hard to cut, cut 
to bring back because they're so trained and they're so good usually. So, man, that's the last place, in my opinion. A lot of like I'm working with a big private equity firm in another business I have. And they don't care. They don't really care about us because a new president comes in and he wants to make his P&L statement look good to his stockholders. So he cuts out agreements that we had with them on an, on this other business. And he doesn't know me. He doesn't know my people. He doesn't know what he's doing affects us. So I asked for a meeting with this new president. So next Monday I go in and I sit down with this guy who's head of a multi-billion dollar company and he's going to know who we are. He's going to know we're real people and his decisions behind what he does has real effect. You know, he's propping up his, his P and L statement. He's got tons of work for us to do, but he doesn't want to do it right now because he wants his P and L statement to look good for the quarter, but he doesn't realize how it's hamstringing our companies because he just wants to make sure it looks good. By the time I'm done with this guy, and I don't mean to sound bad, but he's going to know who we are and we'll have, who his decision, how his decisions affect people. And I'm, I want to come out of there with him being a fan of us because we made so many commitments to them before his time and he steps in to make things look better. That's the kind of stuff that I can't stand in business. John, to your point, man, be good to your people. Your people, they won't always have your back. Sometimes they stab you right in the back and it just happens. But it's still good for you as the business owner to have that heart and soul. And the people who stay with you will see that and they will know that. John says, none of us will be where we are without failure. Lost a computer company back in 2000s. Yeah, I mean, that's you have to have a string of losses, right? You know, I talk about this a lot and it's not my thought, but Failure, we were taught wrong in school. We're taught that failure is the opposite of success. We're taught that an F is over here and an A is over here. And man, they're, they're a million miles apart. But in real world, the failure is right there with success. It's on the same damn side of the equation. What's on this other side is the C's and D's where you didn't even try and you just skated by and you didn't, you didn't risk anything to fail and you didn't really try anything to have a big A in life. You stayed in the C and D world. So A and F are together. They're on the success side and hopefully your successes outweigh the failures, but they got to be right there. They're laid in right with it. And the higher you soar, the bigger that failure mark is. You know, the most successful people you ever run into are also the biggest failures you will ever meet. They guarantee it. If they are a huge success, they're also a huge failure and they've got war stories that will curl your toes with the amount of loss and problems they overcame, especially if they're super successful. What you see is the people who don't have those stories aren't super successful either. They got to have just the ass kickings. They've got to have the went through the fire. They got to have the, I expected this and lost everything. Like that's just what a, a business owner, a true American success story looks like. You know, you burn yourself up making it happen. And everybody goes, man, that's an amazing story. Now they didn't, you know, there's all those memes where you see the real path of success where, you know, you see from here and then you see the guy super successful. You didn't see all this going to up to here. And that's where the real living is. A lot of times entrepreneurs get pretty quiet when they're going through a bad time. And sometimes they get kind of loud when they're having a good time. Uh, the, the main ones just kind of keep that grind up and good or bad. I don't mind talking about losses to me. Like I'll tell you, and John did it tonight. You know, he'll, he'll tell you the losses. I, 
to me, hiding the losses doesn't help anybody. And to, to act like I have all the answers and everything is perfect in, in business always, that would be, that would be lying. Um, that would be not truthful and that wouldn't be helpful. You know, the best stories are the real truth ones where you, you know, you're vulnerable and you go, not, not, and some people get really off on telling you all the losses, yet, you know, they're successful. It's like a humble brag. Can't stand that either. But hopefully, you understand that it is part of the deal. And if, if you're real honest with it, you're, you're showing what you did, maybe what you did wrong. Sometimes it's what you did right. There's a book by uh, Sean Acor. Um, let me see if I can look at it. And it's about this. It's, it's not as good as his first book, The Happiness Advantage, but it's called, uh, let me just look it up real quick. Acor. Uh, um, oh, and again, if you want to see the best, one of the best TED Talks, go to Sean Acor and watch his Happiness Advantage TED Talk. It's hilarious. But his book is called uh, Books. It's called Big Potential. And in Big Potential, he talks about all these people who banked on Big Potential. They believe something would happen. But the littlest thing can make you look like a genius or an idiot. And some of it had nothing to do with you. It just happened to do with luck. And But what you notice is the people who are really successful, they make their own luck. They, they, they risk it enough that the wins come out ahead of the losses. But big potential is very interesting in things that were just brilliant at the time, but the timing, the market wasn't ready or something happened to just make a brilliant idea, make a guy look like an idiot or vice versa, something that just shouldn't have happened, happened. Now somebody's just brilliant and they show this. It's called, it's called big potential from Sean Acor. Um, never be ashamed of failure. Also, I learned that people who are, uh, who are in vision of their success are never are, who are in vision. I think she, I'm not sure what she means by uh, of their success, never apologize for it. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, you, you can't apologize for it. Hopefully it's inspiring to people. Uh, and then is that why you were underwater this last month hiding? <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't hiding. Luckily, you know, uh, in, in my world, I've got enough enough poles in the water that if just because one's getting going down, other ones can be going up. So, luckily, hopefully, you don't all go down at once. And but there's there's times that some are pulling others down, and some are going better than others. But that's just what business looks like. It's not like they're all successful all the time. That's just not real. But speaking of underwater, I, you know, I've been at it for about fifty minutes. I want to talk about. Uh, some more goal setting because to me that's why we do this right what do you want to why are you doing this what's the plan why are you why are you going through this what do you want this to look like when you're done i love the perfect day exercise that bob ferrari did many years ago and i do it with a lot of people in uh, blue collar about what it looks like when it's right and for me this isn't my accident i really wanted these things to happen and it's nice to see them happen. Um, it's also by a lot of grace and good luck and goodwill. But when they are happening, man, you got to live in the moment. So a couple things. I've got this. Uh, I've got this dive map, and it's all of the best dives. It's like a dive, a diving map of the world of the best dives in the world, where they all are, and you can kind of put you can kind of put pins where you want to go and where you want to see. And this is like, this is like a roadmap for me. I, I love looking at it. And then for my birthday, 
um, my birthday, I got this book right here. Um, hundred dives of a lifetime. And, um, and I've actually done probably maybe 10 of these dives already. And this is like, uh, this is like, you know, what's next? What do you, what do you want? And for me that, that trips my trigger, but I know my friend Ian Patterson and Sheila, they're from Scotland. Um, they came through blue collar a couple months ago or last month and they stayed with us and, you know, his idea was to get a, you know, a trailer or a, like a fifth wheel and, and travel around. And I know John and Diane do that too. And, and uh, that's what they want. And um, don't let it, don't let life just happen to you. Don't let, don't just wait for stuff to happen. Like, don't let it be an accident where you are and, and, and be a victim of this thing. You have to press it through, decide what you want, say, I'm going to have that. This is where I want to go. And it all won't work out, but you have to have this plan. It's, I don't mean to sound trite or, you know, cheesy, but man, these, these things that you've heard forever, you know, think and grow rich from uh, Napoleon Hill. And, you know, the, some of these old books that are, they're still true today of, of how you think about things, how everything you think about ends up culminating in pretty much the truth of your life. Your life is absolutely a reflection of what you believe, what you think, what you manifest, and then most importantly, what you act on, not just what you think. You know, I think there a book years ago, The Secret. I remember reading The Secret. I mean, what's The Secret? You know, that was like the best seller of all time for a while, The Secret. And basically, when you read the book, it was just, if you just talk about stuff long enough, if you just say it long enough, and if you just say it and believe it long enough, it will happen. That's not exactly right. Yes, you say it. Yes, you believe it. But what do you do about it? What do you act on? What do you risk? What do you put out there on the edge? What do you, you know, what do you, what do you try for? What do you really make happen? Like, I just can't wish for something to happen. I want to wish for it. And then I'll make little micro adjustments in my day or in my thinking. Like, there's some pretty cool sport, sports cars that I'm really into that I've been watching for years. Now, I've got a cool sports car, but there's some other really cool ones out there that I like too, that I, I will have. And I've been watching them for years and I will manifest that it will actually happen because once you see something long enough, it's no longer foreign. And then you have to see it before you have it and believe it. So you, so my point is, what do you see in your future? What do you want to have happen? Oh, Hey, uh, uh oh, thank you. Somebody says, I love you, Mark. I, I thank you. I, I, I think that's a good thing. I think I love you too. I appreciate that. Uh, is Viz uh, on the Croatia on that map? Uh, it, it's definitely on my trip. I don't know about diving there. Um, there is Croatia real quick. I think it's Jeffrey. He likes giving me shit from wherever he is in the world. But I think Croatia is on here because I looked at it. I love Croatia, man. I would move there. Uh, Croatia. Let me look it up real quick and see what's on here. It is. Um, it's not showing on here as a dive thing, but it's definitely a, a trip to go on. And I think we're going to go there. We're going to go to Greece and Croatia next next year, I believe, with some of my wife's family. So, um, I, I but I, this is definitely on the list. So thank you for that. Well, guys, that's my that's my talk for the week. Kind of a, a update. And thank you for all the comments and all of your stories about what you've gone through and what you've felt, what you've seen. Um, 
right now, again, I, I do want to play. I'm going to play it one more time just so you hear this. And it's the guy. It's the fishing story. I want to play it one more time because to me, this really, this was really why I made the Facebook tonight. So let me pull it up here. All right, share screen. I'm going to go one more time with it. Here it is. Share and then play. Jack is watching me and he comes up and says, kid, I've been, I've been watching you. He said, you're not catching anything, right? I said, no. He says, because you're doing it wrong. You can't catch any fish unless it's a falling tide. And that's when the tide is going out very quickly, rushing out between the rocks. And I'm like, well, all the fish are gone, right? He says, no, no, no. You'll see it's stirring up the plankton. The fish go crazy. It's happening in 45 minutes. He has his fishing pole. We throw our, we throw our lines in and we're pulling them out by, you know, by the tens. It's unbelievable. And, and afterward, he's feeling sort of philosophical. He lights up a cigarette on the rock. I'm 11 or something. And he says, Hey kid, you know, during a falling tide, you can only make one mistake. I said, what's that? He said, not having your line in the water. And I have learned this, that the time between the tides of your life, the falling tide of your life looks like you're losing everything. Get your line in the water because that's the most fertile period of your life. So what does it mean to have your line in the water? You must try new things. You must be fully alive. You must try everything you possibly can. You must I need you to define fully alive to be to wake up each day and to live that day full of possibility, not to nurse your wounds, not to waste your time, not to try to do things that you used to do. To be fully alive is to be alive to the new set of experiences that's, that's coming across the transom. This old. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Being fully alive. And if you're out there hurting. Try new things. Uh, get out of your own way. Get out of your own head. Get into other people. Get into giving, volunteering, trying. Do something different. You know, get out there and um, and again take the setback as a, a setup for for doing something great in the future. Uh, John White says, "Just thankful for you letting me use your car this weekend when I'm in Nashville." Yeah, no problem, man. I, I do need to talk to you about when you're here. I, I'm I'm here. I think we're getting together. I do have to leave. I have to leave. Yeah, we're getting together. That's right. I remember you, you mentioned that. Thing. So, yeah. Okay, man. Uh, thank you, everybody. Who moved my cheese? Oh, yeah. That's an amazing book. Yeah. If if your life... Oh, I got my microphone. If your life is, um, is not as good or your life is like in chimneys, let's just say sweeping chimneys isn't what it used to be. You know, we're not sweeping as many chimneys. We're not as dirty people, you know, are against fossil fuels and all that crap. But that cheese is moving. You better be aware of it. And this book kind of talks about mindset on moving cheese. When you get used to always looking for new cheese, um, it's not so bad if this one cheese pile over here starts to go down. You're like, ah, there's there's plenty of other places I can look for. And But you get used to doing that. So, yeah, that's a great book. So thanks for bringing that up. All right, guys, that's my time. That's my night. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.